Hello, welcome to the On My Own Terms podcast. I am your host, Brittany Pope. Thank you so much for listening. So, as you may or may not be able to tell, it has been about six months since my last podcast. So much has happened, so much has changed during this hiatus of mine. Um, The last episode that I did, I was talking about healing and recovering from social media, and I kind of touched on this wave of people dropping out of social media, essentially. And at the beginning of August, I became one of those people. So I joined that wave and I was off of all social media for four months. I just reactivated Instagram. Um, let's see, the beginning of December. So four months of no social media and it's been a crazy, crazy experience. And I wanted to talk about it because I experienced so many things that I wasn't anticipating experiencing. Like for instance, when I deleted my or deactivated my accounts, I felt at first it was like a little bit exhilarating. Like, could I really do this? Can I really not go on social media? And one of my best friends, um, about two months prior to me deciding to do it, she deactivated her social media as well. And so after I did this, I messaged her, just asked her, you know, like what prompted it? What was her experience like? And she kind of told me she was just over it and she didn't want to feel that pressure to just share for no good reason, the pressure to be someone who was putting on for social media. She didn't want to be that person anymore. And that's kind of how I felt. So at first, what I experienced was like this extreme feeling of missing something, because I think that's that is a huge factor that people overlook when they think about social media is that it's it's kind of all consuming. So I went from having this, it almost became, I guess, like a vice. You know, I, I went from waking up and rolling over and getting on Instagram to waking up and having to sit with my thoughts and figure out a different way to feel in the loop in some sense of the word. So I really felt a lot of FOMO. And this is where one of, or I guess this is a point at which when I was having that conversation with my friend about her decision to get off social media, this is where it really stuck. Um, Because she said, at first, it's going to feel like you're missing out on everything. And then once you get through that feeling, you're going to realize that about 99% of it is just bullshit. And the 1% that actually is good and actually matters, I mean, good stuff is happening all over the world that we don't know about or hear about or see. Doesn't mean it's not happening. And so I really took this time as an opportunity to get clear on what it is that I was trying to get out of social media. Was it hoping that I would somehow become an over an influencer overnight? What, was I hoping to gain some sort of popularity or following? Or was I just hoping to feel relevant? Was I hoping to feel validated that other people thought that my life looked cool or that some of the stuff that I did was cool or that I dressed well? Like, what was it? And I discovered that I really just wanted, I think, that sense of validation that 
what I was doing was worth liking. And I realized that I had put so much emphasis on my worth and my value as a human being on a like count, you know, and it's, you would think that it wouldn't affect your self-esteem to that degree, but it did. And I have done a lot of work on self-love and just finding that peace within yourself to accept yourself exactly as you are, wherever you are and whatever circumstances you're in. And here I was feeling shitty about myself because I'd done, you know, I like I made something amazing or I did something really cool and I put it on Instagram and, you know, I had like 600 followers and 50 people liked it. And it's just like, (laughs) why am I putting so much worth, why so much of my worth and, and so much of the value that I place in my work into the hands of people who just are busy or don't care or don't like it or are absorbed in their own things or are constantly bombarded with other cool stuff. Like, why am I allowing that feeling to make me feel so small? And so it took me about two weeks to get over that feeling of being disconnected with everyone else and being disconnected with the world. And after that, I kind of just like adjusted, like I, how you would adjust to any new change. It's just like, okay, you know, this was a change. This is my new reality. So what am I going to do? And the one, I guess, form of social media I kept was my Tumblr, but I really don't consider Tumblr like traditional social media in the sense of like Instagram or Snapchat. I mean, it was at, I think, in its infancy where people were sharing constant new updates on their Tumblr, but more so now it's just sharing stuff all from around the internet. It's not necessarily one person's life. So, you know, I felt like, okay, I'm going to keep Tumblr. So when I want to feel inspired or if I want to see stuff that's cool and controlled, I have Tumblr for that. And then for everything else, I have the news. I have sites that are dedicated to pulling news from around the globe. Like that is where I need to be focusing this extra time that I have now. And on top of that, I need to be focusing some of this extra time on getting to know myself without this idea of needing to be relevant on social media. And that was a new one. So, you know, I went from feeling like I needed to photograph myself, feeling like I had to curate my life to look good. And and I'll tell you what was the breaking point for me, like the straw that broke the camel's back of me being on social media. And it's again, it's not to like crap on anybody's parade or crap on what anybody's doing, because at the end of the day, people have to do what works for them. And that's what I feel is like, do you, you know, I don't have to like it which means that I don't have to subscribe to it, which means that no harm, no foul. Like, it is what it is. So there was this um, really popular Instagrammer, and she was having, like, a slumber party thing for her birthday. And, you know, I was looking at her story, and she had all of these other really popular Instagrammers at her slumber party, And all of them were filming each other, filming each other, or like recording each other. And 
none of them were interacting because they were so busy filming it. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Like that was my moment of like, this is a different level of, of just constructed reality that I don't want to be a part of. And so I made the decision to just leave it. And it was pretty liberating. I must say, I I felt liberated from not feeling like I needed to take pictures all the time. I felt liberated for the times that I did decide that I wanted to take pictures, that I was taking them for me because I didn't have anyone to share them with. I told my friends, my real life friends who I interacted with a lot on social media, like, look, you know, I'm off social media. So I'm always available via text, via phone. Please text me things or pictures. You know, I don't necessarily, I won't be able to see it. Put it like that. I won't be able to see it online. So send it to me and I'll send you my stuff and it'll just be going back, dialing it back a few years when that was the only way you could communicate with your friends with pictures and stuff in real time. So for me, it was, it was liberating in a lot of senses and I think it would be good for anybody to do. Um, but what I did discover is that I don't really like sharing my life in that context. Um, what I like to do is share posts or pictures of things that mean something to me. But if you're on Instagram or any of these other sites, you'll know that just because something is powerful to you, or mean something to you doesn't mean that it's going to translate well to other people. doesn't mean it's going to garner a ton of likes. It doesn't mean anything. Just like on YouTube, you know, I started feeling frustrated with YouTube because I was putting together like content that I felt was really artful and really true to myself and nobody gave a shit. (laughs) People, and I, I guess that's another thing that I discovered throughout this process is that a lot of people want to buy in to the illusion. And if you have people who want to buy into the illusion and you're not willing to give it to them, then you have to be willing to do and create only for yourself. And that is really daunting because we now live in a society that makes you feel like if you're not garnering attention for what you're creating, then it doesn't have any value. So I had to decide that I was going to assign value to the things and experiences that I have and that that value that I assign to it has to trump all other opinions, non-opinions, people liking it, people not liking it, people not even seeing it. The value that I assign to it has to be the most important and that was where I found my freedom. Not in not being on social media, not in not feeling like I needed to create, because it's not like during this hiatus I didn't create. It's not like I didn't take pictures. It's not like I haven't been doing things. Though in this time, if you're not on social media doing things, it's like you're not doing anything, right? So you just, I I wanted to be so present that the idea of taking a photo had to be something that I had to convince myself to do. I didn't want it to feel like an obligation. And that's what it began to feel like 
was an obligation to create something for other people to potentially consume and not appreciate or appreciate. You know, I just wanted to feel like who I am, the worth that I have as a woman is not based on the value that other people choose to assign me or the attention that other people choose to give me. It's so much deeper than that. And that's what's been so beautiful. What also went away for me was like this compulsiveness, like this, I need to be checking online all the time to see what's new, what's happening, who posted something. Like I I want to, I wanted to be involved all the time. That completely dissipated. And so the reason why I'm waiting um, a few weeks after I got back on social media to do this podcast is because I wanted to gauge like what feelings came back. And let me tell you, the compulsiveness was one of the first things that returned. Like the first um, picture that I shared on social media, I just kind of told people like why I left and how I was going to share things moving forward. And, you know, the next thing I know, like, so I turned all notifications off for Instagram. I didn't want that anxiety of who's liking what, you know, so I just turned off notifications. And I, I posted the picture. And then, you know, within like 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I need to go back on and see. Did did people like it? Did people see it? Does anybody have anything to say? Did anybody respond? Like that compulsiveness came right back. And I'm just like, fuck, you know, like I want to shake that feeling. Like I want to not care, but it's really hard not to care. And that's what this process has taught me is that it's hard not to care, but you know, it just, I think I care so much because my ultimate goal is to bring value, is to uplift and elevate other people consuming my content in some way, you know? And I, and I think that's where that, that compulsiveness comes from. But what that compulsiveness also feeds off of is ego. And that is something that's really important to me to move away from is my ego. Because when we have like large egos. And I think social media sometimes helps us feed our egos. Like the moment something doesn't do well, we're pissed. We're questioning other people's taste or questioning other people's opinion. You know, and it's just like, if you're creating for the right reasons, then that ego shouldn't be there. So that's another side of it is just like, I want to help this ego of mine all the way out the door. And what I see now that I'm back on social media with this, I guess, bit of clarity that I've gained and and just throughout this period of self-discovery of me without social media, I realize that we're all just kind of on an ego trip right now and we're feeling ourselves because we have, you know, a couple hundred people who think we're interesting And the reality is, is that there's still so much work that we have to do within ourselves. And that's what I'm about is, is doing the work on myself to get myself to where I want to be. So I guess moving forward, (laughs) this is going to sound really terrible, but 
I kind of don't want to be on social media. I haven't exactly decided if I want to deactivate my account again and just leave it deactivated or if I should leave it up and just not interact on it unless I really feel called to do so. I've also used this time because I'm really clear that I want to create content and I want to share content with people. And I've been trying to figure out the best mediums to do that. And I feel like for me personally, the best mediums would be podcasting, blogging and writing and making videos on YouTube. Those are the things that I get the most enjoyment out of. And I understand how utilizing social media can really become a key component to making other endeavors more successful. But at the same time, I guess I've kind of resigned to the fact that I don't necessarily need it to be successful. Would I love the opportunity to be a creative person and creator full time? Hell yeah. Absolutely. And and maybe that opportunity comes. But until then, am I really ready to kind of force my square self into this circle? You know, am, am, am I ready to do that again? Right now, the answer is no. And I kind of feel like the best thing that I can do for myself and for people who have come across my content and told me that it helped them and that it made a difference in their lives is to do what feels right and not worry about if it's going to prove to be the thing that I'm fortunate enough to do full time for the rest of my life because I don't know. And I've just had a lot of resistance about that is like, if I if I take myself out of the game, am I quitting? Am I not trying hard enough? Am I choosing to just quit? Am I a quitter? And my answer is no, I'm not. But what I am is really, really freaking clear that I have to do what is right for me. And that the messages that I put out years ago found their way to the right people, found their way to the people who needed to hear it, found their way to the people who needed to see it. And I'm fine with that kind of organic growth. And I'm fine with working and I'm fine with doing whatever I got to do to survive. And I'm also fine with hoping that maybe one day all of this will come together and into a career that I can do full time. But until then, I don't want to be constantly comparing myself and my life to other people around the world who are only showing the good parts of their lives, you know? And of course, there are people who are super authentic and super open and transparent. And I appreciate those people too. But I think there's a lot to be said about consciously choosing to remove yourself from a situation. And If I've learned nothing else in this four-month hiatus, it's that I'm ready to consciously choose for myself and to make a decision that feels right. And even though it's not the norm, it is what it is. And there's a lot of different ways to keep up with me. (laughs) The easiest way would definitely be my podcast and my blog and my email 
and my YouTube channel, all of which I've taken a really healthy break from so that I could get clear on what I'm doing and where I'm doing it from and what I'm hoping to get out of it. Because I don't want to be one of those people that is creating from a disingenuous place because it shows. And I told you earlier in this podcast, like, I don't want to be subscribing to this illusion. I don't want it. I don't want it. And I know that there are people out there who don't want that either. And so this is me having fun, putting it out there, testing the waters and seeing what comes of it. So yes, I guess in summary, I said all of that to say that I took four months off of being on social media. I took a four month break, a four month hiatus. And what I found and gained was more enriching than what I took from being on it for the past five years. So if you're feeling a little depleted, if you're feeling confused because you're a content creator and you're trying to figure out how to get something from it, I would recommend just falling all the way back and seeing what happens and seeing how you feel because there's a lot of beautiful stuff, amazing stuff, dope stuff that is happening all around this world every second of the day and it is impossible to consume it all. And in fact, I don't even know if you're doing yourself a favor by trying to. I think part of this journey in this time and age with technology and social media being what they are to us in our everyday lives, I think part of making this life fulfilling and enriching is focusing more on being fully present in the moments that you find yourself in instead of trying to construct reality to fit what's going to be on your feed or to fit your next post. So with that being said, this is me on my own terms, consciously choosing to say no to social media for the foreseeable future. So if you have any thoughts or you'd like to follow up with me about it, um, feel free to email me at brittanypope at gmail.com. See you in my next episode.